Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I am your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions or if you just want to listen to the show, Feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. You can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart or you can go into our chat room, which is available right now. You can send your prayer requests, if you have any questions, or if you just want to uh, send some comments, you're welcome to do so on the chat room. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, while our senior pastor and Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas area, 
feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Like I said, feel free to come and worship with us. We would love to have you. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are listening to this program. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Question. Did you know that the way you think influenced who you are and where you are in your life? Proverbs 23 and 7 says, How he thinks in his heart, so is he. Know that the devil will bring things to your mind to make you doubt, confuse you, or even to make you give up. You don't have to accept that. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We have the victory. So today on this show, we're going to talk about how your thoughts dictate your outlook on yourself and on others. We're going to talk about steps in preventing negativity from others to enter into your mind. Also, how to allow God's word to have the final authority in our life, and much more in the episode called Mind Over Matters. You know, when I was uh, when I was looking at this um, episode, it really made me think because, for those that don't know, I work in the jailhouse, and there's a lot of people when you think that when you think of the jail. You think of, man, everybody's, you know, miserable. Everybody's having uh, a hard time dealing with reality or wherever they're at. But actually, there are some people who are negative-minded that are in the jail. There are some people who really make time hard, not just on themselves, but even on the officers or even the other people that are in the jail. That is true. There are some people that are just really just bringing negativity and just really just allowing the devil to run rampant in their life and trying to make people's lives miserable. That is true. But also, I will say this, just because there are some people that are like that that are in the jail, not everybody is like that. I know some inmates throughout my years of being up there, I've known and have seen inmates who are in jail, who some of them are doing some serious time, and they are at peace. There are some that are in there for maybe a day or two. Some of them may uh, be in there just for a short amount of time, and they're at peace. But then there are those who may even be working up there who is actually free, but they're working up there getting paid. And they are having a rough, their negative thinking just just really just bring out the ugliness in the environment that they're at. 
So jail to me was a good example of the thought process and how we sometimes perceive things or even how sometimes we allow the negativity of others to influence us. And like I said, we just looked at it pertaining to the jail. We can look at it in society. There are some people you can say, good morning, mm, what's so good about it? You're like, ugh, just, just negative. You can you can feel their aura. You can feel their spirit. Their spirit just, you know, sometimes you may not be able to pinpoint what their problem is, or, but you just feel, mm, this something ain't right about that person. Before they even open up their mind, you just feel negativity, of, you know, just soothing through them, you know. So there are some people that are like that. But then there are others who, no matter, like I said earlier about those that are in the jail, positive attitude, just in peace. And so it doesn't matter so much on your condition on the outside. The main thing is the condition on the inside. So that's one of the things we wanted to talk about, the mind, how we allow the mind, our mind, to influence us, or even sometimes how we allow other people to influence us, either in a positive or in a negative sense. Now, earlier we spoke from Proverbs 23 and 7. So a man think it, so is he. So when it boils down to the man, and that means male or female, we're talking about mankind, human. When it boils down to it, so a man think it in his heart, so is he. Now, they was not talking about in Proverbs, in Proverbs, that particular verse was not talking about the organ heart. It was talking about the quote-unquote the real man, the 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 real man, which is our heart is, our spirit heart is, right below your navel. We call that the soul. Now, we first have to let people know that we as human beings, we are living in two different worlds. There is a natural world. And then there's a spiritual world. Now, we were made in God's image and likeness. So because of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, there is a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And so God made us in his image. And so when we look at Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, There is a quote-unquote trinity within mankind. There is the flesh. There is the body. We have the five senses, the touch, taste, smell, see, hear. And so that's the body. That's the body of man. The second part of man is the soul. The soul, the the 
natural man. The soul, um, we think about soul, we think about psyche, actually, our thought process, our soul, how we imagine, it is with our imagination, our conscious, our consciousness, our memory, our reasoning, our affection. We have to think about, you know, how you think, your your feelings or emotions, those things dealing with your soul. And then the third aspect of man is the spirit, the spirit, not the Holy Spirit. There's two different spirits. The spirit that God had breathed, uh, blew his breath in man, we became a living soul, which became a, a being. But we're not going to talk about the body, the flesh part, or the spirit. We're going to talk about the soul, our imagination, our thought process, how we think, how we perceive our reasoning. If you notice, even pertaining to our soul, if you notice, if you've ever been hurt, if you've ever grieved, if you had a quote-unquote gut feeling, that gut feeling how God may even speak to us were within our soul. Our soul is the container of where our spirit man lives. Now, where does the spirit of God live within us? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost lives within our spirit. And so inside of our spirit, is where the Holy Spirit lives if you are saved. So our spirit man has the Holy Spirit living within it, and then also the spirit, which is our spirit, lives within our soul. Now, our soul and spirit man will never die. Our physical body will die. But our soul or our spirit, they will never die. Just like how God developed a body, a physical body, for this physical world, for us, for you, for me, he has an eternal body for us, for our soul, for our spirit. When it boils down to it, our soul, the soul of man, like I said, it is our affection, our desires, and they are never directly influenced. They're not influenced by any other thing other than what we control. So we have to allow ourselves to be fed in order for us to be able to allow our soul to grow. Now, this is the thing. Now, our flesh, our flesh, our flesh craves the things of the flesh, which is sometimes it's ungodly, our flesh. The spirit that we have, our spirit craves those things that are of God. But what's in the middle? 
our soul. We have to train. See, our soul, if you look at our soul as just like the little ribbon that's at the middle of the tug-of-war rope, see, if we feed our soul things that are unlike God, that's going to feed our our flesh. And our flesh, when it's fed to things that are unlike God, is fed because of our soul. Listen, what we think, what we perceive, you know, what we concentrate on, what we what we um, give our attention, our focus to. And so what happened, when we begin to feed our flesh, we begin to think about, meditate on the things that are unlike God. But if we feed the things that are of God, and we feed our soul the things that are of God, then not only it will starve our fleshly man, but also it will feed our spiritual man, and our thoughts will be of God. We will be meditating. We'll be what? We'll be concentrating on the things that are of God. So I wanted to bring that up. Because there's a couple of things I wanted to share with you all that will really help us to understand about our thoughts. Now, when you look at it, a lot of people, a lot of people, they feed their thoughts, their minds. They feed their minds sometimes unknowingly. Think about the things that you spend your time with. If you continue to be around negative people, negative minded people, ungodly people, negative thinking, ungodly thinking, then what do you think going to be responsive to that? The, the same thing that you're listening to, you're going to allow that to be in your mind, and when it goes into your mind, your soul, you're allowing that to get into your spirit, man. And what's going to happen? You're going to produce what you put in. Now, I want to say this disclaimer. First and foremost, I am not a licensed physician. But also, this is the thing. We're not talking about just positive thinking. No. No, I want to put that disclaimer. We're not talking about, well, see, you say the right things and right things going to happen. No, we're not talking about positive thinking. We're talking about godly thinking. We're talking about godly behavior. Godly attitude. I want to put that disclaimer out there. When it boils down to it, when it comes down to when you're around people who's negative, people who all they do is talk about doing the things that are unlike God. They're um, they're, they're cursing. They're saying all these lewd things. What's going to happen? You're actually listening to that. You're entertaining that. And then what happens a lot of times while we sleep, one of the worst things we do is cut on the TV or listen to the radio while we sleep, and there are things that are unlike God that's getting into our subconscious mind while we sleep. Now, if you notice this, why a lot of the infomercials, or why the things that are adult things are late at night when everybody sleeps. 
because they know a lot of time people go to sleep with the TV on. And so what happened, let's just say like the infomercials. The infomercials while you sleep, they're talking about the products that they're trying to sell. They're pitching these products that they're trying to sell. And you sleep, you knocked out. But while you sleep, your subconscious mind, you're, you're hearing. You're hearing these things. Now, your physical body is sleep. But your soul, your spirit man, does not sleep, does not die. So what is it doing? It's listening. It's listening. And so when you wake up in the morning, what do you think about? You're thinking about those things that were going on while you were asleep. I'm going to tell you this. This is something uh, I don't know if anybody has ever experienced this or not, but there are times I have went to sleep with music on, and while I'm asleep, that music is playing in my dreams. And when I'm waking up, I'm like, man, I had a dream about this and that, and this particular song was on. But come to find out when I got up, that song was on, not because it was in my dreams and it just automatically came in my dreams. No, I might have left that CD on. And that song was playing, and it ended up being incorporated into my dream. So just because you're asleep does not mean that the whole totality of you is, what, sleep or numb or not listening. I know even some parents, they might have waited till the baby is asleep and might have the baby in the same room as them, and they end up saying these conversations and they think because the baby is asleep, the baby is not listening, but not realizing even while that baby is listening, their spirit man, their soul is up, is alert. And it may not, it may not be able to understand everything pertaining to what their parents are talking about, but just realize that those things are seeds that may be coming into that child's spirit man or in the, into that child's soul that at the right time is going to come out. It may be it may be a godly conversation, but most of the time it's what? Some type of adult conversation. And I'm not saying that it's uh, sin. It could even be pertaining to the parent talking about having sex while the baby sleeps. But not realizing because the baby is asleep, that doesn't mean that it's okay to just say whatever when the adults need to have some private time to talk about whatever, even in the presence of the child that sleeps. We have to be mindful of those things. So just because somebody sleeps doesn't mean, oh, well, you know, they don't, they don't hear, they're not paying attention to what we're talking about or what we you know, discussing. Well, they are not paying attention, but their soul is. Their soul is listening. So we have to be mindful of that because the devil is going to try every opportunity to make us have what? The wrong kind of thinking or the ungodly thinking. We have to remember that where does the devil deal with us at? He deal with us where? Within our mind. There was a book that came out. I'm pretty sure you all have heard of it. Josh Myers, Battlefield of the Mind. The devil is going to try to play 
mind games, the devil going to try to what? Deal with your mind. And if you don't realize it, a lot of times that's where a person fails at. I found this out. Matter of fact, I was I was reading a book, and it talked about how cults are created or how they recruit people for cults. What do they do? First of all, they get a person when they're vulnerable. Vulnerable, they could be hurt, they could be going through something. And then after that, what do they do? They get them not only when they're vulnerable, but a lot of times what they'll do, they'll deprive them of nutrition. What happens when you deprive a person of nutrition? Number one, you become weak-minded. You're not, you, your brain is not alert. And so what happened, they, after they deprive them and that person have, like I said, have been hurt or they're vulnerable and they're depriving them of food or nutrition, and then they begin to start telling them things to deal with their emotions. They'll begin to tell them things, what, even reciting things repeatedly that's ungodly or that's unscriptural. And then to make them, what, to make them be manipulated by making them feel like, oh, I'm helping you, but in actuality, you're hurting them. A lot of times, they'll deal with them to make their guards down mentally. Like I said, the main thing is depriving them of food and nutrition. So that way, they're not spiritually or naturally alert. They're not alert, they're not paying attention. Because if you think about it, you think about when you rested, when you up, when you alert, you can drive and you you you're focused, you're paying attention, you're really being able to see all traffic, you be able to see all the lights, you be able to see everything. But when you're sleepy, I don't know if anybody have ever been like this, but I know I've been guilty. I've driven where I was sleepy. And I made it to my destination. I didn't even realize that I made it to my destination. Oh, man, I've gotten this far driving. You got this far. Man, how in the world did I get that? See, even though I was alert, even though I was driving, I was up. Excuse me. Even though I was up, I was driving, but I was not fully alert. Why? Because my mind, my mind was not what rested. My mind was Shucks, wasn't even paying attention. And so that's the importance of what? Making sure that your mind is alert, is rested, is fed, has nutrients. So when they boil down to it, the mind, the mind, the devil is trying to deal with our mind. Because a lot of times it's not so much of, oh, what the devil did this or the devil did that. No. The devil don't have to attack a person. What does he do? He can deal with the person's mind to make them attack themselves. See, the devil is always going to try to make you have a spiritual suicide. The devil's not trying to worry about catching a murder case. No. If he can convince a person to take themselves out, can we charge the devil? Of capital murder, of murder? No, because he didn't pull the trigger. 
The devil wants us to pull the trigger on ourselves. The devil wants us to pull the trigger on ourselves, on who God wants us to be, who God made us, and even the purpose and plan and the blessing that God has for us. So we have to be spiritually alert. We have to be mentally alert. We have to feed ourselves, feed our minds. So when it boils down to it, we have to realize where the devil trying to deal with us at. Now, when we look at it, ask yourself this. Does a baby come out knowing their name? The answer is no. The baby has to be taught their name. How are they taught? They continually, they continually hear their name, and then the parent says, your name is this, your name is this, your name is that. They're said that. They're, they're, they're told that. They learn that name. Even sometimes a hard name, they learn it. They learn it. Then eventually they learn how to spell it. They know how to enunciate it. They learn how to spell it. Then they know. Then they learn how to write it. And a lot of times they learn all of these processes before they actually see their birth certificate with their name on it. So they first go by what? Going by what they're told. They're going by what they're told. And when they learn, when when you are told your name is this, your name is that, you receive that. And so eventually that person learned their name, and then they believe that that is their name. And then after realizing that that's their name, well, people don't realize the name will also coincide with a particular character or characteristic of that person. So the character tell us a lot about the person based upon the name. That's the reason why when God told Abram, you're going to be a father of many nations, he told Abram to change his name from Abram to Abraham. Amen. So even though Abram changed his name to Abraham, did he instantaneously become or did he naturally become a father of many nations? The answer is no. So what happened? Even after he changed his name from Abram to Abraham, he had to continuously what? Not just believe what God said, but he had to recite his name. See, as long as he kept calling him himself Abram, he never would have believed that he would have been a father of many nations because he was already as Abram, he was a father of none, nobody. But when he changed his name to Abraham, every time he would hear the name Abraham, he was reminded of the promise that God had for him, which was to be a father of many nations. So when it boiled down to it, he had to, what, remember, he had to recite Abraham. He had to remember Abraham. He had to hold on to the name in his mind of Abraham. 
because every time he said Abraham, even though he said, quote-unquote, or he heard the name Abraham, he was picking up the words of what? Father of many nations. So it's important, number one, it's important to remember careful of what name you choose your child or what name you even accept to be called for yourself because it deal with what? Our thinking. Our names and the names that we choose for our children, it influences their character. It influences what? Their behavior, their attitude. So when it boils down to it, we have to be very, very careful. So it boils down to what? The mind, how we think, how we perceive things. So when you start talking to your child, when you start talking to someone, a child who might be misbehaving, let's get to the root of it. First, let's look at the child's name. What, what has he heard? And not only the child's name, but even let's look at what? Let's look at the environment. A lot of times, people allow the environment that they're in to what? They accept it as what? That's their destination also. You know, one of the things we always hear, you can, get, you can take the person out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the person. And so the same thing pertaining to what sometimes we would say at church, slavery mentality. See, a lot back in the day, we used to see back in the 90s and everything, we used to see a lot of these rappers. They would have all these gangster attitudes, and some of them may have came from the streets. But just because you got them from the street and you put a million dollars, three million dollars in their hand. Sometimes people think, oh, but that person is going to change. But all you made was a multi-million dollar gangster. See, the mindset have to change. But most importantly, the person have to want to change. You can't, you can't make them change. They have to want to change. So when it boils down to the mind, the thought process, when we look at the environment, the environment is not the final destination. Sometimes the environment is a, only a suggestion. Some kids can't, well, I can say some kids. Kids cannot dictate or have no choice in the environment or the family that they were born in. But what happened is, the parents, and sometimes there's hardship amongst family, but it's the parents' responsibility. It's the family's responsibility because we can't rely upon the school. We have to take personal responsibility on our own. We have to tell our children. We have to tell our family. We may be in this condition temporarily, but it's not going to define who we are. Even though the environment may be giving out negativity. We have to work that much harder to instill some, not just positivity, but godlytivity within our family, even within yourself. See, a lot of times 
the power and the victory, it comes where? It comes from ourselves, but most importantly, it comes from our own lips. See, if you ever want to overcome something in your mind, you thinking positive or you thinking godly will not help. You know what's going to help? Not just you thinking it because you having a split decision, here's something negative, here's something positive. You're thinking negative right here, you're thinking positive right here. What's going to counterattack that? You speaking what God's word says. You speak, and I don't mean just mumble it. No, you speak it out loud. In other words, speak it into the atmosphere. And when you're speaking it into the atmosphere, not only are you speaking it into the atmosphere the same thing that God said, but also you're speaking it and you putting it within your, the words that are falling into your ears. Those seeds are falling in your ears and it's getting to your what? Your spirit, man, through your soul. See, we have to speak these things. We can't rely upon other people to speak for us. We have to speak not what we want, but let's look at what God says about this situation. Ultimately, the main thing we have to do is whatever situation that we're dealing with or whatever situation that we're in, let's look at what God's word said pertaining to every one of our situations and we recite, we repeat what God's word says, not our situation. We repeat what God's word says, not our environment, not our circumstances. Because, see, because our circumstances will not influence God's word. God's word will influence every circumstance. But ultimately, the choice is ours because until we speak it, until we speak it, then it will not happen. So it's very important for us to look at what God's word said pertaining to every situation. And when we listen to what God's word says and recite it, we believe it, we hear it, we say it out loud. Then that's when we begin to we begin to start seeing change. Now that also means with obedience, what we say, we believe, and we give in corresponding actions. So we have to look at what God's word says and say those things that God said. Anything outside of God's word is not God's will for you. So anytime the devil come to your mind with suggestions. Like, like I said, the devil can only suggest. The devil can't make. The devil can't do anything unless he gets permission from God. But ultimately, God can always give us the strength, the ability to overcome whatever the devil may try to do. But also, God backs up his word, and we have the ever-present help of God living within us, which is the Holy Ghost living within us to help us, to teach us. Like I said, how God can give us a test, but most importantly give us an open book test, and he's not only the teacher, but the instructor, and he's here to help us to overcome whatever the devil may try to put forth. So we have to know our rights as a believer, our power and authority that we have through God's word. So that's going to help us with our thought, our thought process. Let's look at 
let's look at some things before we go to the phone line. There, there's a couple of verses I want us to look at. Let me go over here. Go to... Romans 12 and 2. Romans 12 and 2. It says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to discern what is good, pleasant, and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed to this world. That doesn't mean as believers that we are better. No, we're different. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. All things which are passed away, behold, all things have become new. Now, does that mean that we're new on the outside? No, because we still have our same look, our same uh, uh, body. We're not new from the outside. We're new from the inside. Because our inside influences what we do on the outside. So, when it boils down to it, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be ye transformed. The word transform is a word that means metamorphosis. It's the same word that means metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is what? It's called a process. Process. It's a continuous process, being renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, it's not just a one-time thing. It's a continuous thing. You continue to feed yourself God's word, and not just uh, feeding yourself God's word, but you recite God's word. Every situation that we deal with, everything that we are, we say what God's word says about that and also about who we are. Because when you boil down, when it boils down to it, there is negativity that's always around us trying to make us, what, discourage us, make us give up, make us quit. And for those who've never had low self-esteem, I pray you never had it. But for those who have, I've had it. Negative people, uh, people are going to always try to talk negative, talk down, tell you never be anything, you never do anything, you're not going to be anything, uh, but your daddy wasn't nothing, you're not going to be nothing, your mama wasn't nothing, she, you, you know, you're not going to be nothing. We've heard those things. So a lot of times, especially when it comes down to people that you love who may have told you that, or even sometimes people who may have treated you bad, a lot of times people think because of how somebody treats them that defines who they are or what somebody has said about them or what they said about them that defines who they are. So a lot of times it deals, it gets into the person's mind, and then they feel like, well, that's all that I'm good for. Somebody who might have been um, victimized, someone who might have been abused or whatever like that, a lot of times the devil will get into their their mind to make them think that that's, that was your only purpose in life is to be used. You know, you deserve that. And even though they were the victims, sometimes the devil or even the abuser will flip the script and make them feel like they are at fault. Even that manipulative spirit, that's from the devil. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
but how he going to steal, kill, and destroy? He's not going to do it physically or get to them first physically. He's going to get with you what? Mentally. Divide and conquer. If he can separate you from the saints, if he can separate you even from going to church, that's where he's going to start at. He'll allow some situation to come that make you feel so bad and then, oh, you don't need to go to church and then make you miss church one time. And then what happens when it's time to go to church again, it's easier to stop going. And then each time you quit going to church, it's going to make it that much harder to go back to church. And then he's going to make you feel like, well, everybody's looking at you. Everybody's talking about you. Oh, the preacher, he's talking about you. He know your business. You don't need to go. That's mind games. And so when it boils down to it, the devil going to try to deal within the mind. There's an old, old saying. It's actually a little story. And it talks about some flies. Some flies, of course, flies, uh, flies used to fly freely. And what happened, they end up catching a couple of flies, and they put them inside a mason jar. They poked a few holes in it for uh, little food to go through, for them to feed the flies, and for some air so the flies won't die. But the flies were used to being free, flying freely. So when they, so when the flies first got captured, they would try to fly outside of that mason jar. So every time they try to fly outside the mason jar, they hit their head with the top. They hit the head, they bump the head, and they fly back down. Like I said, they were not used to having uh, restraints. They used to flying freely. So when they were caught and they were thrown inside that mason jar, that was something that was outside of the element. And so through time, they kept bumping their head until they realized they weren't going anywhere. So finally, they stopped flying close to the top of that mason jar because they knew the results were going to be that they were going to hit their head. And so those flies dealt with that for a number of months until eventually the person that put them in the jar took the top off. Now, you would expect the flies to fly freely because now the top is removed. But you know what happened? They still flew, but they never flew beyond that jaw. Why? Because they were subconsciously imprisoned because of that top that they kept bumping their heads on some time ago. They were so used to having that once they find, well, once the top was removed, to them, they still had the mentality of, that top being on there, just like I was saying earlier about you can't take the ghetto out of a person. So when it boils down to it, sometimes so many people, they're free, but in their mind they're still enslaved. They still what? They're still in their old environment because they have not allowed their minds to be renewed the only way that we can have our minds renewed is within the word of God. So, like I said, be transformed, a process, a continuous process, a continuous process. 
being fed the word of God, feeding yourself, meditating, refining, but also centering yourself around like-minded people that's going to challenge you even when we feel low because what? Iron sharpens iron. So being renewed by what? Being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when it boils down to it, think about, mm, let's just say a car. You said the motor of a car, in order for that motor to run properly, it needs to be lubricated. We have to have the oil. Number one, we have to have the oil, fresh oil, what, inside that motor. And when the time comes for the oil to be changed, it needs to be changed. Because what? Because the life of the car is within the motor. So in order for that car to run properly and that motor to run properly, it needs to be lubricated. Well, the Word of God lubricates the motor called our minds, our thoughts. It lubricates our minds. It helps us to be able to function properly. Also, we look at Romans 6 and 4. We, therefore, were buried with him through baptism unto death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may walk in newness of life. Also, Colossians 3 and 10, and have put on the new self, which is renewed in knowledge in the image of the creator. So we have to be able to allow what? The newness of, excuse me, our newness that's only through Jesus Christ. A A Christian is to put on the new self, New way of life, new way of what? Of thinking. His conduct is to what? Is to correspond with what God's word says. This new self needs constant renewing or refreshing. Refreshment is a refreshment that God is going to give us when we what? When we allow his word to take first priority in our lives. No matter what situation we deal with, no matter what is said, we always have to ask ourselves, what did God say about this situation? If God didn't say it, don't believe it. We have to allow God's word to take first and only priority. Paul also expressed the idea of what a continuous renewance. That's coming from 2 Corinthians 4 and 16. Through outwardly, we were what wasted away, yet inwardly we were being renewed day by day. So we have to allow God's word to help us to understand our rightful position, our right authority. And the only way we can do that is what spending quality time with God. God helping us to be the men and ladies that God called for us to be. I'm going to stop right there for a few minutes. And we're going to go to the phone now for those who may want to say something, for those who may even have a prayer request, whatever. But also, remember this. We have to be careful in what we take in. See, the main thing is what we take in, it will eventually, what, come out. 
there are so many people. I'm, I'm gonna say this, and we're gonna go to the phone line. But I'm gonna say this. As believers, we have to be mindful. I've heard some Christians they love scary movies, but not realizing the things that the devil would try to do. He's looking for a gateway to allow what fear or his spirit, his seeds to come in. Personally, like I said, to each his own. I don't deal with scary movies. But there are so many people, they watch these scary movies and, and, and even drama shows and all that stuff, which that's something that's, that needs to be off there anyway. But what we listen to, what we pay attention to, we saying that we're allowing that in the, into our spirit, but also we even allowing that spirit to become our environment. So that's why it's very important for us to be mindful what we listen to, what we take in, and even, I'm going to say it like this, some people may get upset, but you even have to be careful of who you allow, even within your home. We're going to speak about that one day on the podcast, because there are some people that are coming to your home, they will, what, they will leave, they will deposit some spirits, some seeds that are unlike God. So we have to be mindful of that. I see someone on the line right now, we're going to go to the line right now, area code 706. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello? Hello there. Okay. You there? Gonna go we see another person online. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Okay. Okay. So, so the main thing we have to remember: number one, we have to allow God to take control of our mind. The Bible tells us, let this mind be in you, riches also in what? In Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ, he spent quality time with the Father. Whatever the Father said, that's what he said. He confessed. He he recited what the Father said. That's what he said. That's what he believed. But we have to stop allowing the devil to what? To entertain our thought. Entertain. You think about entertain that means entrapment, entertainment. Think about that. So let's be mindful of what we listen to, what we take in, what we recite. Because what we say a lot of times, if we're not seeing the things that God said, then we, we're actually allowing ourselves to sometimes be in a situation that may be harmful or may be toxic. Like I always say, you are where you are today because of what you said and what you thought yesterday. And you will be, you will be where, you will be at, you will be where you, where you are based upon what you think or what you believe. See, nobody should be able, nobody should be able to say something that they don't believe. In other words, let's think about and be real. What is your thought process, even about yourself? 
because a lot of times, you know, we hear the Bible, you know, uh, you know, we should love, we should love other people just like we love ourselves. But some people they don't even love themselves, so it's hard for them to love other people. Some people don't know how to love themselves, so how will they learn how to or know how to love other people? So let's we have to what? Let's take a self examination. Let's take inventory of everything pertaining to us. Let's get let's get to be basic first and foremost. Who's taking priority in your life? Whose word is taking first priority in your life? Is it God or if it's the devil? Whose word are you going to take in? And some people, oh, well, it's, you know, I, I believe, okay, based upon whose word. That's what we have to look at. Your words are based upon whose words. And then if there are corresponding actions. So we have to look at whose word is taking first priority in our life. And if it's God's word, then great. Amen. Praise the Lord. But if it's the devil that's allowing, or if we're allowing the devil word to take first priority in our life, and we're supposed to be believers, then why? Why are we listening to the devil? Why are we entertaining the devil? Listen, the devil does not come to mean us any good, so why even entertain him? And not just him, but him even using people to get to us. I mean, my goodness, it's time for us to look at how we think. And I'm going to tell you this, sometimes even the people that we be around or even the people that we listen to, sometimes we allow other people's thoughts to dictate our thoughts. I'm going to tell you this, I've heard people, I can't stand this particular person. I can't stand that person. I can't stand that person. And then what happens all of a sudden, you you kind of feel a little different about that person. You don't even know anything about that person. But based on what somebody else said, and you watching that person, but not realize it ain't that person. It ain't that person. It's the person that told you that. That's the problem. But also, I'm going to say this. Even when it comes down to little subtle things, there's something that's going on right now. I'm going to tell you this. I saw, um, I saw it was a, I think it was a commercial where um, one of the, I can't remember which product, it's, it's been a lot as of late. There's this product that apologized for the racial undertone. They, they apologized because, oh, well, you know, we were unaware. Well, you know, uh, we apologize. But see, we have to think about it like this. There are some companies, they're very aware of it. They deliberately do it. See, it's easy. It's easy to do something and apologize. It's easy. But see, what did that do? It plants a seed. It plants a seed to let other people know, hey, look here, that company, that company, uh, hmm, they support, they support, uh, Hmm. They support a right. Uh, uh, what's that? Uh, racial discrimination. They they are they, they, uh, they white supremacists or whatever. See, 
stuff like that, it plants a seed to let people know, hey, look, I'm identifying that this is my belief. So all I need to do is to just put something out there to kind of let people know what my belief is and then apologize. Oh, well, we didn't know. We didn't know. Yeah, you knew. We always heard this saying, it's better to ask for forgiveness than, uh, what is it? It's better to ask for an apology than permission. It's better to ask for an apology than permission. So when it boils down to it, there are things that the devil is trying to put in place to what? To change your way of thinking. But we have to be stronger than that. Because remember this, as believers, we're already on the winning side. We're not we're not going to victory. No, we're already walking in victory. We're walking in victory. It's just like right now, I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm walking around. I don't care if I'm walking from my house to up the street to over here to the store. I'm walking around the community of victory. But I have to realize my location. So as believers, we have to recognize our location. We are already in victory. So in order for us to continue in victory, we have to stay within the boundary, which is within God's word, knowing our rights, knowing our benefits, knowing God's word. And think about this. The devil knows God's word. Remember, he was in heaven. The devil knows God's word better than us. So we have to study God's word. We have to develop that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And also, I can't omit this. We got to be obedient. Anything that's unlike God that you already know, leave it alone. I don't care if it's unforgiveness. I don't care. If it, it could be anything. Let's just leave it alone. It ain't worth it. Nothing is worth Nothing is worth the consequences of disobedience. So I hope that we understand the importance of what? Our thought process. Are our, are our thought process of God? Does God have first priority? Does God have ultimate in our minds, in our thought process? If he doesn't, this is the perfect opportunity to surrender your thoughts, your mind to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you this, the devil's trying, he's trying so badly to even bring back up old things that might have transpired in your past. But you know what? Every time the devil brings up something of your past, you bring up his future. Because what? At the end, what? God is going to shut him up permanently. But we have to know our rights. We have to know our benefits. We have to know our what? Power and authority. So when the devil comes to tell you things, or even when other people come to tell you things, or oh, you'll never be nothing. You know what? I, I'm going to tell you this. I had the same thing here. I had a lot of stuff happening to me through my life. I had, to, I had some people tell me, oh, you'll never be anything. And, you know, they were telling me those things but not realizing. At one point, I used to take that in. I used to, I used to receive what they said. And guess what? My anticipation was low. But when I realized who I was, not because of what they said, but when I realized who I was based on what God said, then it made me look at when people start telling me stuff like that, I had to tell myself, number one, that ain't what God's word said. But number two, 
I didn't entertain that thought. I didn't I didn't allow myself to be around that kind of stuff. Anytime somebody is saying something contradicting what God's word says, you need to leave them alone. I don't care who they are. You can give them peace. You can you can love them from afar. God bless you. I appreciate you. I don't care who they are. You have to allow what God's word says to be digested in your spirit. If there's anything unlike God, do not do not accept it. Don't even be around that. There are some people, you know, I've I've heard some people that might have grown up in abusive families and all that stuff, you know, and sometimes because of their upbringing, because of their lack of knowledge, sometimes they raise their children the same way, which is not promoted, not promoted that. But my prayer is for those who are in that situation right now who can't help, you know, children cannot raise themselves. And sometimes some parents, in matter of uh uh, verbally, which is very big, and sometimes verbal abuse, verbal abuse lasts longer than physical abuse. Sometimes it takes what it takes counseling to overcome the mental abuse that people have dealt with, regardless if it was through an upbringing or even through an unhealthy relationship. So. No matter what situation you may have dealt with in your mind, God can heal, God can deliver any and everything. But you know what? My prayer is right now for those who might have been subject to that. First of all, you acknowledge. Number one, you're not at fault. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care what you've dealt with. You don't have to blame yourself. I don't care what the other person, I don't care what that abusive person has said. You are not at fault. And unfortunately, there are some people that might have heard that, and some, and matter of fact, I've heard so many people that have grown up in a Christian home, or they might have been in a Christian relationship, but even in that Christian relationship or Christian family growing up, it was an abusive upbringing. It was an abusive relationship. People were trying to manipulate them. There are some people that will even try to manipulate, trying to twist, trying to manipulate God's word and try to and try to punish someone or try to control someone. That's ungodly. That was not God's intent. That's, that was an evil person or that was an evil spirit working within that person that the devil would try to manipulate to control you through that particular person. And if there's anybody that's listening they have subject that. Know that God can heal you and deliver you, and it don't take him long. But even in you receiving God's healing, the devil going to try to come back and tell you. The devil going to try to bring back to your remembrance some of that stuff. But you know what? Every time he bring it back up, you bring up what God's word says. Jesus, when he encountered Satan, he said, it is written. So how about from this point on, you start seeing what is written. Because what it was written, it was written for you. And no matter what you've dealt with or how long you've dealt with it, I don't care if that person make you made you feel like you were crumbs. Know that God made you in his image, in his likeness. You have God's spirit within you. You have God's spirit that's accessible for you. Every word that God has put out, you can use it. And also, remember, Victory is already yours. It's already yours because of what Jesus Christ did upon the cross. 
You have to receive it. Just receive it. Receive it, walk on it, obey it. And there's anybody that might have been through some type of situation that may have felt like they've been alone, they may have felt abandoned, they may have felt rejected, even if the devil tried to bring ungodly thoughts into your mind, make you feel that, you know what, you're inadequate, you're not important, you're not loved, might as well kill yourself, give up. Give up on God. Give up on the faith. Give up on your life. Give up on your family. Give up on your marriage. My prayer is right now that you pray and you surrender every thought that's unlike God. Give it to him. Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe the heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So no matter how long you've dealt with this situation, know that Jesus Christ is here to help you, to heal you, to deliver you from any and everything. And you may be saved, but what if you're not delivered? Know that Jesus Christ can give us the power and authority, but also good. He can help us overcome whatever the devil try to throw at us, or even those things that we might have been, what, emerged in. God can heal us. God can help us to overcome any and every addiction. So from those who might have been dealing with mind controls or those who might have been dealing with problems within the mind, wrong thinking, from this day forth, when you recite God's word, first of all, you look in the mirror and you start speaking what God's word says. My prayer is for not only for you to be spoken to, spoken over God's word in your life, but from this point on, you look in the mirror and you start reciting what God's word says. You look, you get your Bible. For those who may not have a Bible, please contact me. I will get you a Bible. Start looking at what God's word says and you recite it in the mirror. A lot of people, they've heard negative words said to them, but unfortunately we don't counterattack it with speaking positive, speaking most importantly God's word over our life. From this point on, you speak God's word over your life. You know, I just like back in the day, we used to send our kids to school or we used to be sent to school, and the parents always spoke over us. You know, you're going to have a great day. You're going to have a blessed day. God going to bless you, blah, blah, blah. God going to help you to understand. God help you retain. See, we heard that as kids, but we don't speak over ourselves as adults. So how about from this point on, even if you, do, even if you, didn't, if you didn't get that growing up or even if you weren't raised that way growing up, that was then, but see, now God can help us, even if we didn't receive it in the beginning. God can help us from this day forth. So now there is help that's here, and we're not going to look at, oh, well, I never got that. So what? This is a new day. There's a song. It's a new season. So we're going to look at this as a new beginning for us to not just not just walk in the newness of life, but we're going to walk with power and authority through the blood of Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. Thank you all for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. First of all, we acknowledge your presence on today, God. God, we ask you all, first of all, God, that, that you forgive us. There's anything that we said that the thought of felt that was unlike you, God. We ask you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. Well, God, we come out to tell you thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God, for being an awesome God. God, we speaking, God, for those who might have, Listen to this podcast, God, who may have dealt with what 
wrong thinking, ungodly thinking. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, to have a renewed mind, God, through you, God, through what you did, through the finished work of the blood on the cross, God, what you did on the cross, the finished work of it, God. We're speaking, God, that you help your people, God, to receive what you did, God, but also, God, help them to walk obedience, help them to walk, God, and obedience in the perfect will of you, God. Help your people, God, to have the renewed mind, God, and help them, God, to search your word, God, in every situation, allow your word to have the final authority and the only authority right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us, God, to come to you first, God. God, help us, God, to surrender everything to you right now, once and for all, right now, in the name of Jesus. And stand by everything you stand for, be by every problem, by every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, what the devil meant for evil, God will use it for our good. There's a testimony coming through everything that the devil is trying to put forth, every negative thought that the devil tried to put forth. God, we speaking, God, that you move it out of the people's mind, out of their memory right now, even out of their own language right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, there might have been some that might have been abused, God, who might have been physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually abused right now, whatever they might have dealt with, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help them to be healed, God. Heal their heart, heal their mind, heal their Heal their bodies right now, God. And we speaking, God, that that help them, God, to not even allow that God to get into their spirit, God. But God help them, God, to not even seek revenge right now, God. Help them, God, in in forgiveness, God. Help them, God, in surrendering everything to you right now. And even every generational curse, we bind that spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, may be someone who might be physically sick, God. Those who might be in physical pain, touching here their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, God, there's someone that's hurting right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you heal them, God. Heal every wound, every scar, and every scar tissue, God, every lingering memory right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, maybe somebody who might not know how to overcome or may not know how to yield themselves or even give everything to you, God. Help them, God, with the steps, God, and help them, God, even to center themselves around people, God. Dispatch people that's going to help them, that's going to encourage them, God. God, that's going to even, most importantly, lead them to you, God, in every area of their life right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for the strength. We thank you, Lord, for the courage right now. We thank you for the holy boldness right now. And we thank you. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and who supported this show. If you have any suggestions on upcoming topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P-R-A-T-E-R. On Facebook, you can read my daily devotions and videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can go to my website, www.brotherprater.org. You will see the daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances where I'll be at. Also, you can go to the store section on my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Patent of God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform the men of the needs and responsibilities to their children, their family, their spouse, or even the children's mother, to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and our fathers of present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart 
podcast. God bless you and good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.